Podcast Fresh. What is up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of the Game Flow Podcast. I am your host, Ryan Mello, and today I figured we'd talk a bit about uh, everything we know about Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, uh, which would be the second part of the remake. I just wrapped up uh, Final Fantasy VII Crisis Core Reunion, and what a hell of a game that was. Uh, big fan, and even though I knew what was going to happen at the end, I still cried my little heart out. <laughs> But uh, no, it was great. I loved it. And uh, I don't know. I'm in the mood again to talk about this this universe. So I don't know. I think some time has passed since we got that that trailer from... Uh, I forget where they debuted it. Was it... Oh, no. It was the uh, 25th anniversary of Final Fantasy VII. Uh, they did that little presentation. And that was our first look at any kind of gameplay from uh, Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. And, you know, we're about a year removed or so from that. I don't know. Time doesn't mean anything to me anymore. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to go through some articles, wrote some things down myself, and uh, we're going to talk about everything we know so far. Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. All right, guys, let's get down to it. But before we do, please give us a follow on Instagram at Podcast Fresh, uh, on Twitter at Podcast Fresh T.O., if that thing's still around. Uh, Facebook and YouTube are there, too. Big plans for YouTube this year, saying that now. And, uh, yeah, guys, let's... Uh, Let's dig into this uh, this sandwich over here, this messy sandwich. <laughs> All right, so a lot of this information I'm getting from uh, TechRadar.com, so shout-outs to them. Um... So, Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, obviously the sequel to Final Fantasy VII Remake back in 2020, which feels like a million years ago at this point. Um, you know, the game, from what we could tell from the trailers, and, you know, up until the very end, we thought it was going to be a very straightforward remake of the original uh, game in, uh, from 97. And until we got to the end portion of that game, we, everything was all fine and dandy. That's what we were expecting. But no, they obviously threw a huge curveball. And, you know, divided fans, to say the least. I think that there are the purists who just wanted a straight remake. But there's also the people that are kind of, um, uh, you know, just embracing the change, embracing the new stuff. And I, I've i folded into one of those latter people. Like, I think that if you want to play Final Fantasy VII, it's always going to be there. But just the fact that they're flushing it out even more and, like, I'll even say trying to fix the mistakes that the whole compilation thing... Uh, brought on with all its like weird like lore and you know unfavorable changes that that fans didn't like at the time i feel like they're all trying to rectify that and just trying to make everything into one cohesive thing that makes more sense this time around and um you know i'm just embracing that change i feel like it's new and exciting uh, all these changes that that remake brought us and now it's kind of setting us up for uh a trilogy which is confirmed to be a trilogy um 
you know, and we'll see where it goes. I, for one, think that Rebirth could be the strongest game in this trilogy. I think the number twos are usually <laughs> the best. <laughs> Sounds stupid. I think number twos are usually, uh, you know, in trilogies are usually probably the best movie. I mean, Spider-Man 2 comes to mind. That's, like, widely regarded as one of the best superhero movies ever, as well as X-Men 2, right? So, um... I, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if this is the most well-received Final Fantasy VII game in this new trilogy that they're bringing out. Um, but let's get down to it, man. Rebirth. It's going to be a PS5 exclusive. We could, we could tell that now. It's, um, you know, Sony's paying a lot of money for, for Square Enix and Final Fantasy in particular these days to just keep these things console exclusive to them. Maybe a year later we'll see it on PC. Who knows? But yes, it will be... Uh, for the PS5, and apparently releasing next winter. Um, at the time, we got really hyped, but like I, I remember just kind of having a moment and being like, "Wait, this could still mean 2024. It could technically be anywhere from December to March uh, of 2024, because that's kind of like the winter window." Um, you know, if it did release in 2023, that would be you know fantastic. But Final Fantasy 16 is also slated to release this year in June. And I don't think it's smart on Square Enix's part to have two major Final Fantasy games released in the same year. I don't think that's probably good business. Uh, I would love it. I think most people would love it. But business-wise, it's not that smart. Um, they even and they got more, man. They got the the Final Fantasy Pixel remasters coming out. Like Final Fantasy's got a a bang in 2023. I'll say that. But um, yeah. So I still think I, I in my heart I do believe this is probably a 2024 game, early 2024 game. Um, so that's fine. As long as the game is good, they could take all the time they want. I just need this thing to be in pristine condition. <laughs> what we've done, that's set in stone. The past is forever. But the future, even if it has been written, can be changed. So focus on the future, not the past. He wants to finish what he started. He wants to reclaim his birthright and rule over the planet with Genova at his side. I saw you lying there. I figured it was too late. Wait, what are you implying? That I died? That I'm some kind of imposter? You were here with me five years ago. Where are you? What happened to you? I'm trying so hard to find you. Sorry. Feel like I failed you. In the Final Fantasy VII uh, 25th anniversary presentation, the trailer that we got featured uh, Cloud walking what looked like to be Nibelheim, and uh, we had Sephiroth beside him. So this was obviously the Nibelheim flashback. Uh, we had that in one part of the trailer, and then in the second part of the trailer, we had uh, Zack and Cloud, you know, Zack dragging a, a poisoned cloud through the wasteland. And uh, obviously this is after he survives his ultimate death in Crisis Core, but obviously in Remake, they, they, uh, they switched it all up. Oh yeah, uh, by the way, spoilers. <laughs> spoilers for this whole thing. Um, but anyways... I feel like, you know, that first part of the trailer is, like, familiar. Like, this is the Nibelheim flashback. It has to be. This doesn't look like anything else. And it looks beautiful. And the second part, obviously, is more intriguing because we have, uh, you know, Zack and Claude. But we also have Aerith and, and, 
and Tifa that we could hear talking uh, throughout the trailer. So, you know, it's really, it's shrouded in mystery. I don't really know where we're getting, where we're going when it comes to Zack and his whole involvement. And I think that's the hook right there, right? That Like, that is the biggest thing that they're rolling with at this point. Um, him being alive just kind of changes the entire narrative into something that you know we could guess all day long but we until it comes out i don't think anyone will be correct or if they are correct like it'll just you won't know until it comes out because there's so many what ifs surrounding this whole story that you know it's just it's kind of hard to tell is what it boils down to um so we know that uh you know gameplay wise there's not much there was no combat there was nothing shown they were just walking and like there was a you know the the cutscene it, it seemed like with Zack and Cloud but we do know that uh Naoki Hamaguchi said that basically he wants to incorporate a lot of uh Final Fantasy 7 remakes uh intermission chapter stuff to be incorporated into um Rebirth like Yuffie and Sonan's team up, team up moves that we couldn't do in remakes base game but in the DLC they had these uh these things that they could do where they would like do double team moves and i feel like uh that was really cool and that was a cool switch up for sure and he already said that he wants to incorporate it into to into rebirth which i think is fine that's fine um i think that the combat system in remake was pretty perfect i really really liked it but obviously with the sequel you have to kind of make improvements and i don't want them to make improvements where there don't need to be improvements but if you could honestly add little things like that that's fine i think that's fantastic um but yeah we'll see how that goes i'm I'm actually very um curious about the combat system because i don't want them to change it too much i really did enjoy it the first time around um it's kind of like when final fantasy 10 came out and it was traditional turn-based and then 10-2 came out and they bought the atb stuff it was like you know i I, it was hard for me to i ended up liking it a lot but at first i wasn't a fan just because like to to me 10 has its own identity so the 10 world to me was all turn-based and i could take my time or whatever but um but that's fine whatever it is what it is we'll see i don't think they'll deviate too much simply because 16 is like all-out action game at this point so maybe the traditional turn-based stuff uh we'll still see some kind of element of it here in in the 7 series right um, let's talk about plot deviation. I think that it's a given that this story is going to take a turn uh, into something that we're not familiar with. I said this at the top of the show, but really, like, it, it is all um, uncertain. It's it's an unknown journey, as they said at the end of the remake. Um, there is a, a quote here from the co-director, Matomu Toriyama, who says, As it says at the end of the game, the unknown journey will continue, and Cloud and his friends will be on that journey for a while yet. From here on in, the Whispers cannot act to maintain the destined timeline, so fans could look forward to seeing what kind of future awaits the team. And that's what I said before. I think that this is the biggest hook they have with this series going forward, is just the uncertainty of where the story could go, and what new elements that they're going to introduce, and what old elements they'll keep. Um, They say time and time again that it won't deviate too much from the original story, but I just think that's uh, honestly just a bunch of BS at this point, because they said that about Remake, and at the end it was like wtf is this it was it was jaw dropping i was yelling i was throwing stuff across the room but i liked it (laughs) um another interesting thing here is uh the creative director tetsuya nomura he was saying that even though this is the second game in the trilogy players can just jump right into it um without playing the first one which i think is kind of crazy um given how it's all 
you know at the end of the at the end of the day narrative driven and story heavy uh of a game it's not like you really play it for the action like there is a story tied to this it is fun to play but i don't know i think the story kind of overshadows everything um he said final fantasy 7 rebirth is being designed so that people can enjoy this game whether they know the original game or not um in fact new players might even enjoy starting their final fantasy 7 journey with final fantasy 7 rebirth cloud and his friends embark on a new journey in this game and i believe that the scenes that they witness after leaving midgar will give players a fresh new experience i can't wait to share the intention behind naming the first title remake and the second title rebirth in time i hope to reveal what the third title will be called and where this journey will ultimately lead interesting um so i can understand him saying that you don't need to play the original to enjoy these games because i know people that have done that um i mean it is a retelling of sorts like in the original game you're just going to get a different outcome than you know by the time you finish part three of this new trilogy it's it's just two different outcomes to a similar story that starts the same but ends different um so i could see that but just the fact that he could say oh you could even start at rebirth i think that's kind of weird i think you need to play remake then again i don't know anything because i don't know what this game is but i think it's kind of fugazi as chris likes to say that uh you could just start with rebirth it's i think that's kind of weird um maybe it's it, it'll all be chalked up to how they tell the story maybe it will be accessible in that way and maybe their whole goal is to inspire players to play the first game or something but i don't know i think just to be safe play the remake if you're interested in rebirth that's all i gotta say plus if you haven't played it yet what are you waiting for it's, it's a fantastic game it also says here that in the same press release nomura also revealed that development on rebirth has been progressing rapidly since the studio adopted a new development structure meaning that work on ff7 remake part 3 has already begun he said, a title of this scale in which everything is interconnected even before production began is truly rare. In fact, some development has already begun on the third title. I myself have started on the development and I'm working towards the completion of the series. So this man is just full steam ahead. No Fs given. We're going to finish this thing. Uh, I don't care if part two isn't even close to being out yet. Um, I think that's fine. I think that it's actually made me feel better about it because if they're already on part three in some aspects then you know this thing should be scheduled to this whole project all three games should be scheduled to finish before 2020 or 2030 <laughs> which is good um i remember the joke was we waited 20 years for the remake so maybe we'll wait another 20 years for each installment hopefully that's not the case um but no it's actually you know that's a uh, customer confidence right here i, I like that i i actually it makes me happy to, to know that they've started part three because I, you know, I just want when you break a game up like this into three titles, it's, it's just, you know, the weight is the worst part. So, you know, just, I, I'm, I was itching to play part two the minute I finished part one, because it's like, you know, I know more or less how this story is supposed to go, whether they follow that or not is up to them, but it's like, damn, I just really want to experience that world and these characters a little while longer. <laughs> and, um, you know, but I, unfortunately, I gotta wait for two more games. And that's fine, as long as they're good, like I've said before. Um, Yoshinori Kitase, the other memorable name when it comes to Final Fantasy. Uh, he is the producer, and he's pretty much come out and said that he wants this, uh, he wants Rebirth to be more gripping uh, of an experience than Remake, which I think makes sense given that Remake kind of introduced a bunch of uncertainty and dread and you know rebirth is probably the perfect catalyst to you know 
tell a story that the fans aren't expecting. Like, if you're going to deviate from the plot, it's probably now. Um, he said, We have officially announced that the second uh, the second title of FF7 Rebirth will be released next winter, approximately three years after the original FF7 remake, released in April 2020. Three years may feel like a long time for all the fans who are eager, eagerly waiting uh, to play the next game, but we want to offer the best experience possible and reassure everyone that development is proceeding at an astonishingly fast pace for such a large-scale HD title. Making the middle part of a trilogy has its own challenges, but there are plenty of classic second installments in the world of film that are defined by stunning story twists and deeper explorations of their characters. I said this. Uh, often, these second installments become favorite amongst fans. In the same vein, we are aiming to make FF7 Rebirth an even more gripping and memorable experience than FF7 Remake, so please wait a little longer while we finish it up. Yeah, so I'm kind of, I bank on that. I do think that the second movie, or second game, rather, will be a probably more memorable and more well-received overall game than uh, the first or even the third game in, in this trilogy. I think this one's probably the uh, going to be the, the, the favorite, for sure. Um, now, uh, Hamaguchi also did another interview where he was talking about the map of the game, uh, the map size and all that, and uh, here's what he said, I understand that there are a lot of fans out there who want to see a world map, and we want to challenge ourselves to leverage the breadth of the world in the next game of the overall project, so you can expect great things to come. And then TechRadar said, denying that the four Condor minigames are a sign of anything, Hamaguchi said, there is no connection between FF7 Remake not having a world map and four Condor being included. We wanted to include some kind of mini minigame in the Yuffie episode from the start of development and felt that it would be better to have something that paid homage to the original and be nostalgic for those who played it rather than include something new. This makes sense. I think Fort Condor in particular can still be a location in Rebirth or whatever the next game is. Um... Just the fact that it was a mini game, it got turned into like a mini game, like board game thing that people play uh, in episode intermission. I think that's just it, it is what exactly what what he said it is. It's just a nice callback. It's a nostalgic reference, and I had fun with it. I thought it was a really good mini game, and um, it, it was almost like Blitzball in FF10. Like it was <laughs> had its own like uh, quirks and, and its own side thing, like or even like. Uh, uh, what was the one in 8? What was that thing called? Um, Triple Triad. Triple Triad was also a banger of, of a minigame. So I think uh, I liked it. I liked that it really, like, I think it's up there with the best minigames of uh, Final Fantasy, I guess. But um, my biggest thing with this is just after the Midgar section in the original game, the game opens up into an open world and you could go to a lot of places. And there's so many, like, you know, locations and, and memorable places to go iconic places to go never mind that that i wanted that, that is probably my biggest concern with this game is just how they're going to portray that um you know four condor is the least of my worries i want to see a golden saucer i want to see what barrett's hometown looks like uh the city of the ancients all that stuff like i want to see that in this hd world and um that's easily the most exciting part for me i just can't wait to see these things realized but, uh, you know, if they're going to have a, a an open world kind of structure or, or some kind of open zone map structure, I'd be down with that. I don't think these games can go completely open world. I feel like they have a formula and they're sticking with it. So as long as they can make it feel like it is a, leavable, uh, a breathable living place, I'm okay with whatever they throw at me. I just want it to be immersive. That is what I'm a fan of, just an immersive experience for sure. So up to this point, this is 
basically everything we know about Final Fantasy VII Rebirth when it comes to its identity or anything about it. Like, just given from the interviews that have been made or that have been done by the directors and producers, like, this is it. This is all we officially know. And obviously we're waiting for another info dump. I personally think that they'll probably... I think by February, March, they might start talking about this game. But I, I don't know. I think the release of 16 is kind of the thing that uh, they don't want to overshadow. And I don't want them to overshadow that either. Just because, you know, both of these games are going to be phenomenal. So it's, you know, but is it smart to wait until after 16? Maybe. But I don't think that's much of a window to uh, to talk about a game like Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. So I don't know. It's a kind of a tricky one when it comes to like marketing it. But we'll see what they do. Um, you know, what am I looking forward to Final Fantasy VII Rebirth? Like, what am I wanting to see? The Gold Saucer, for sure. <laughs> I love the Gold Saucer. And just to, like, just imagining what that could look like on screen. Like, the FMV of it on the PlayStation 1 was already pretty, like, incredible, you know? And just to see it in its entirety with the technology of today, that could be something, you know, really special. Honestly, it really could. Um, you know, because the gold saucer could be home to like your mini game hub and just something to do to kill time. And if they can make it rewarding, like if you could get some cool items from it, that would be just the cherry on the Sunday. Uh, you know, chocobo racing, the basketball mini game, the snowboard mini game. I know those don't have, those have its fans. Those, you know, some people despise it, but I think it'd be pretty cool to, to see those again. Um, so definitely a, a good time killer right there. Um, you know, I also think that the story could turn a little bit, uh, at this point, you've already deviated from the original so much. Just go all in. Don't give a damn what people say. Don't give a damn what, what the fans want. I think that the only way this is going to work and to be, uh, done well is just to go all in at this point. Don't, don't like beat around the bush about wanting to pull the trigger on certain things. No, just do it. If you if it's in your plans to do it, just do it. Because I think at this point, it's the only way that these, these games are going to be good, uh, story-wise. I think if you half-ass it because of, you know, being tethered to the original game, I don't know, I don't think it's smart anymore. I used to be in the camp that I wanted a, a one-to-one remake, but I've kind of just kind of changed my tune on it, and I think this is just way more exciting, to be honest. I think that, you know... Uh, it's just more Final Fantasy VII, and how could you argue with that? that that'd be it's great, um, and I don't know. Like when it comes to anything else, I guess I would like to see an open world, but I, I'm I'm afraid they wouldn't do that, right? I mean, in the original, you just walk around everywhere until you get the buggy, and then when you get the buggy, you start driving everywhere, and then eventually you get the uh, the tiny Bronco, the little airplane, and then you get the uh, the, the airship. But I imagine the airship won't be seen until like part three. Um, so with this one, it's like, you know, if we get a buggy of some sort and we can travel the world, that would be dope. I would love that. That'd be cool. Um, but I don't know. I still think they're going to make it segmented. I think they're going to, it's going to be more of an open zone, uh, kind of play style rather than an open world, but we'll see. They might surprise us. Um, I know most people want to see an open world, but I don't know. Final Fantasy 15's open world was, was cool, but it was kind of empty for the most part, but it was cool just driving on the road and going to a new location and stuff but you know i i want i want final fantasy 7 rebirth to be more loaded with content rather than just a barren wasteland right um yeah i don't know that's kind of it's kind of all i have to say about it really i i'm i'm hyped for it i'm excited for it i think it's going to be one of the best games of all time to be honest uh especially the one of the best rpgs of all time if they could nail that combat system again um i'm not worried about it i think square enix knows 
what they're doing. I, I think they know the uh, the importance of what they're doing. This has to be good because it's basically their moneymaker. Final Fantasy VII is by far their hottest thing, and it has been for years. And you know, we'll, we'll see. I I haven't really put much thought into what I really want as a wish list for this game, just because of the fact that I kind of didn't know what I wanted with the remake. Or I thought I did, but then what I got in return was so much more. So I kind of just, I'm leaving it up to them. I think that they, they know what they're doing and, you know, we'll, we'll see what they have come 2024. I think it's going to be something really special for sure. Alright guys, this was my talk on Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, everything we know so far. Thank you for listening and for downloading this episode. Uh, reach us at Podcast Fresh on Instagram, Podcast Fresh TO on Twitter. Um, if you want to reach out to me personally, you can do so at official underscore acapello. And if you want to reach out to Chris personally, he, uh, he is under Torres Unlimited on Instagram. All right, guys. We'll see you next time for our next show. Peace out. Have a good night. And take care. Cast Fresh.